0: Help our church to continue to uh, just devote our lives to serving you. We love you. In your precious name, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, we're there in Hebrews chapter number 11. And as we've been going through... Hebrews 11, we've been looking at all sorts of different Bible characters out of Hebrews 11. Tonight, we're going to look at the uh, character of Moses. The character of Moses. If you look at verse number 23, is where the chapter begins to talk about Moses. And notice what it says. It says, by faith... Actually, verse 23 is talking about his parents. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I want to focus on Moses tonight. But in verse 23, it says, by faith, Moses... When he was born, was hit three months of his parents, because they saw he was a proper child, and they were not afraid of the king's commandments. Verse 24, by faith Moses, when he was come to years, now uh, I want you to focus in on this phrase, when he was come to years, the Bible says this about Moses, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. The Bible says he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Now, if you go back to the story of Moses, you will find that he was born a Jew. And he was given up and and put in the river there, and he was uh, protected by the hand of God, and he was taken and adopted by the daughter of Pharaoh, and he was raised in Egypt as a family member of Pharaoh. At this time, Egypt is the world power. And Moses, I mean, literally has every opportunity, has everything that he could possibly desire in life. I mean, he's getting fed well, he's being dressed well, he's living a a, a very plush, very convenient, very extravagant life, I'm sure, as one of the royal members of the family there. And the Bible says this about Moses, it says, when he was come to years, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Now you you say, well, what what does that mean, how does that apply to us tonight? And you need to understand this. In the Bible, now I don't have time to develop this, you can study this out on your own if you'd like, but in the Bible, Egypt often represents the world. If you remember, they're constantly going down into Egypt. The Bible calls Egypt the the house of bondage. Every time that Abraham or Isaac went down into Egypt, they got themselves in trouble. The children of Israel ended up being enslaved in Egypt, which is what the story of Moses is about. God sent the deliverer to bring them out of Egypt. Egypt is always a bad place. It's always a worldly place. It always represents the world that we came out of. We were in bondage to Egypt, but the deliverer came. Jesus Christ delivered us out of Egypt, and now we can live a better life over in the promised land. Canaan land. And here, we see that Pharaoh, and we see that Pharaoh's daughter, and the representation of Egypt here, is the identity that Moses had with the world or the society at that time. And Moses, when he was come to years, when he came to the place where he could think for himself and make his own choices, and he came to the place where he could decide what he was going to do with his life, he refused and he made a choice and he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Moses chose to not identify himself with the world. Moses made a very radical decision. It cost him a lot. Instead of choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God and to endure the pleasures of sin for a season, it it, it was a big task. It cost him a lot to lose this privilege of being identified with the world. And and, you know, you and I would look at Moses and we would think, Moses, are you sure about this? Moses, you're going to lose everything you've ever had. Moses, you're 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 going to you're going to identify yourself with God's people. Don't you understand? They're the slaves. Don't you understand they don't have liberty? Don't you understand that they're, they're they're poor? They can't offer you anything? But Moses came to this place where he said, I do not want to identify myself with the world and the system. He said, I don't care what it costs me. He said, I don't care what the sacrifice is. He said, I don't care how much I suffer for it. He said, I am choosing, I am making a conscious decision to separate myself from the world. He said, I don't want to. In fact, I refuse to be called The son of Pharaoh's daughter, and I'd rather suffer affliction with the people of God. Now, here's what's interesting about Moses, and and really just kind of the question I want you to to think about this. Have you ever met a Moses? There's not a lot of them. But from time to time, you'll meet someone who'll get saved, and they will live differently than any other Christian you ever know. You'll, You'll meet someone like Moses. And he just didn't get the memo that we are living, uh, you know, just... Are you taking pictures of me, brother? You want me to sign it? No, 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 no I'm just kidding. Yeah, go ahead. That's fine. Good, 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 good. Um, I'm just joking with you, brother. From time to time, we will find Christians, and it's, it's like they never got the memo, you know. That no, no one really takes this seriously, Moses. This whole religion thing is just a joke. You know, we we give lip service to God, but it's not really about God. Moses, sometimes you'll meet people and, and you'll see them kind of sell out for God. And it's almost like, man, don't they know that we all talk about this, but none of us really do it? And you'll see him sacrifice, and you'll see him give up things, and you'll see him, and to him it's real. And Moses is just a type of him. And, and you know, you may never be a Moses, and I, and I hope that one day you would be a Moses. But I would hope that at the very least, that one day you would get to witness the life of a Moses in real life. See, Moses is the type of individual that when he gets saved, it's not just something that he prayed, and it's not just something that he believed, although we understand that that is salvation, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. But when when he realized who he was in Christ, and who he was in God, he said, I'm going to identify myself, I'm going to quit identifying with with the world. He said, I want to identify with God's people. See, Moses wasn't really fooling around. Moses would have been the type of Christian that when he got saved, he would have gone back to work. And when his buddies would have started telling a dirty joke, he wouldn't have laughed anymore. That's the type of Christian Moses would have been. Moses would have been the type of Christian that when he went to work and his buddies said, Hey, look at that girl over there. Isn't she pretty? He would have said, Hey, I'm married. I shouldn't be looking at that. Moses would have been the type of Christian that that wouldn't have looked at a dirty magazine. Or wouldn't have looked at a dirty uh, billboard. You say, Why? Why would Moses do that? Because Moses would have been naive enough. Moses would have been sold out enough. Moses would have been just Slightly off his rocker enough to take it seriously when Jesus said in Matthew 5.28, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust of her, hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. See, there are some Christians, see, most Christians just kind of say like, yeah, you know, I like Christianity, I like the Bible, I like God. But you know, when Pastor talks about all that soul and stuff, I mean, he's just a little zealous. He's just a little crazy. None of us actually do. But see, every once in a while, you'll get a brand new Christian, and see, they don't know that this is all a game. And they think it's real. And they start sacrificing, and they start suffering, and they start changing. Moses would have been the type of Christian that it when his friends invited him to the bar... Go to Proverbs, chapter 20. Moses would have been the type of Christian when he would have been at work and they would have said, Hey, Moses, it's Friday, you want to go get, have a drink at the bar? He would have said, No, actually, guys, you know what? Something happened to me, I got saved. And uh, I don't drink. I don't drink anymore. And they would have said, what are you talking about? He would have he, he been the kind of version. He said, well, let me show you what the Bible says. And he went on to Proverbs chapter 20 in verse 1. He would have he read to them, wine is a mocker, strong drink is raging, and whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. Moses would have been the type of Christian, go to Proverbs 22 look at verse 29. Proverbs 23, verse 29. He would have said, he, he would have taken these verses seriously, where it says, Who hath woe? Who hath sorrow? Who hath contentions? Who hath babblings? Who hath wounds without cause? Who hath redness of eyes? They that tarry long... After the they that go to seek mixed wine. Look not thou upon the wine when it is red, when it, gave it color in the cup, when it moves itself right. See, every once in a while, you'll find a Christian that gets saved, and then they take the things of the Bible actually seriously, and they'll take the, and they'll look at the world and say, "I don't want to identify myself with that anymore." He said, "I'd rather choose to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season." You don't find a lot of people like that, and if you ever do, you ought to just pay attention because there's something special there. Right. Moses would have been the type of Christian that would have gone back to his girlfriend and said, we're not fornicating anymore. And he would have said, because the Bible says, flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body. But he that committed fornication sinneth against his own body. In fact, I'll take it a step further. Moses would have been the type of Christian that he would have been the type of Christian young man or young lady that would have gone back and told his girlfriend or told his boyfriend, we're not even going to touch anymore because the Bible says it is not good for a man to touch a woman. I might shake your hand, but that's about it. Well that's kind of radical But that's the type of guy that Moses was He was just kind of radical He would kind of just leave everything Forsake everything Everything he'd ever known And say you know what If I'm going to sell out to this thing of Christianity I'm going to sell out all the way Moses would have been the type of Christian Who would not watch a movie Or a TV show Where a woman was dressed immodestly Or where sins like alcohol and fornication were promoted Because he would have said Well the the psalmist said I will set no wicked thing before my eyes And he would have taken that seriously Moses would have been the type of Christian, uh, he would have been the type of Christian lady who would have gone home and took care of, got all those tight clothing and low neckline clothes and tight uh, clothes that are meant to cause a man to lust after and would have got rid of that because the Bible says that a woman ought to adorn herself in modest apparel. Moses, if she was a lady, Christian lady, she would have heard that and she would have gone home and took care of that because that's just the type of woman she was. In fact, she would have gone home and when she read Deuteronomy 22, 5, where it says, The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment, for all that do so are an abomination unto the Lord thy God. Moses was just crazy enough and zealous enough to go home and throw away all if he was a Christian lady and would have put on skirts and dresses just because the Bible said it. That's the type of Christian Moses was. See, there was nothing that he wasn't willing to give up for God. There was nothing that was a little too crazy for God. Moses, you're going to give up the lady? You're going to be able to right to maybe one day even yourself be the Pharaoh of, of Egypt? You're going to give all that up to serve God, to serve Israel? You're going to give all is that. Isn't that a little crazy? Moses would have said, it's not really a big deal because I'd rather suffer affliction with the people of God. Moses would have been the type of Christian that would have refused to engage in inappropriate conversation about sex because the Bible says it is a shame even to speak those things which are done of them in secret. Moses would have showed up for soul winning because he didn't really know that it's just something people talk about and don't actually do. Moses would have heard a sermon like this morning and said, hey, we're supposed to bear fruit. I'm going to bear fruit. And he would have actually showed up and he would have got somebody to say. a little crazy. Moses just a little sold out. Moses would have been the type of Christian that showed up to all three services. He would have been the type of person that thought there's really no reason to ever skip out on church because I'm supposed to give God my preeminence. And I don't think staying home watching Matlock on Sunday night is really giving God your preeminence. He he would have just been the type of Christian that took it seriously when the Bible says that, he should have our preeminence. He would have been the type of Christian that would have thought it, uh, taken it seriously when it says that we should put the kingdom of God first. He would have taken it seriously when the Bible says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as a matter of some
1: Now, we would have looked at it and we say, Moses, really? Soul
0: winning three services three times a week? I mean, you're giving things up. What are you doing, Moses? We would have looked at that and thought, You're a little crazy, Moses. But that's the type of Christian Moses was. He would have just sold out. Now, you may never be a Moses. I pray that one day you get to meet a Moses. You just watch him. In his own ignorance, and his own stupidity, and his own zeal, he finds a joy for God that none of us, most of us never know. See, Moses made a choice. He said, I'm going to give up all of this barrow, riches, comfort, and I'm going to sell myself out to the things of God even if it costs me. Because he was just that crazy. But you know, Moses would have also been hated by this world. Are you there in Hebrews 11? Look at verse 25. Hebrews 11 25 says this, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a Notice verse 26. Esteeming the reproach of Christ. Notice that word reproach. The word reproach means a disapproval or a disappointment. When you get saved and you start making changes in your life, people around you who used to know you are gonna look at your changes very disapprovingly, very disappointedly. They're gonna say, Oh no, not you. Are you a Bible pumper now? Are you one of those, you know, just I mean, are you are you in a cult? Are you one of those radicals? Because see, when you serve God, there's a reproach that comes. And see, Moses said, the Bible says, It's the reproach of Christ greater riches and treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. And you need to understand, go to John 15, just real quickly. John 15, and uh, look at verse number 18. John 15, and verse number 18. Moses was just crazy enough to think that what the Bible says should actually be taken seriously. And Moses was also the type of Christian that would have been hated by this world. Are you there in John 15? We were there this morning. We're not going to look at the same verses. But look at verse 18. John 15 and verse number 18. John 15 and verse 18. The Bible says, If the world hate you, this is Jesus speaking, if the world hate you, notice, if the world hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. See, you understand this. The world did not love Jesus Christ. They crucified Him. He says, and Jesus says, if they hate you... You know that I hated me, before I hated you, verse eighteen. If you were of the world, notice this, If Moses, if you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hated you. Remember the words which I said unto you, The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my sayings, they will keep yours also. Go to John 17, look at verse 14. John 17, verse 14. John 17 and verse 14, the Bible says, John seventeen fourteen says, I have given them my word, and the world have hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. So you've got to understand this. Jesus was hated by this world. And by the way, that's why these creatures that are loved by the world, that, that's one of the biggest signs that they're not of God. Amen. Say, how do you know, why do you think that Billy Graham's a a false prophet? Because the presidents of this world love him? Why do you think Joel Osteen's a false prophet? Because the society today loves him? Why do you think, you know, uh, Rick Warren's a false prophet? Because he was asked to to, to pray at the inauguration of the President of the United States? Look, do you think they would have asked Jesus Christ to pray at the inauguration of the United States? I promise you they wouldn't have. You say, what would they have done? They would have put him on a cross. That's what they would have done. Because the world hated Christ. And you've got to understand this. The more you identify with Christ than with the world, they don't hate you, but they'll hate what they see in you. Go to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter number 3. You know it's cake and ice cream, so I'm going to preach a short sermon because I want to get to the ice cream, alright? So we're almost done. But it's cake and ice cream, I'll make you earn it too. Second Timothy chapter 3, look at verse 12. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 12. Notice what it says. Second Timothy 3, 12 says, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus. Now notice it doesn't say all that are saved in Christ Jesus. It doesn't say all that are positioned in Christ Jesus. It says all that will live. This is talking about how you live your life, how you walk with God. It says, Yea, and all they that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer. Persecution. See, if you're not suffering persecution, you're probably not living godly in Christ Jesus. Because if the world hated Him, they're going to hate you when you start looking like Him. Right. Moses was hated. Moses would have been hated by this world. Go back to Hebrews 11. We're going to look at two verses in Hebrews 11. One verse, or a few verses in Mark chapter 10. And we're going to be done. Alright? Hebrews 11... In Mark chapter 10, Hebrews 11 and Mark chapter 10, we've been traveling a lot, and I'm just really not... I'm very tired, so we're not going to preach very long tonight. Hebrews chapter 11, look at verse 25. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. See, Moses was just crazy, naive, dumb, brainwashed enough, To actually take the word of God seriously. To the point where he he, he didn't just show up to church on Sunday morning. To the point where it actually caused him something. It caused him affliction. It caused him to suffer. He was that sold out. And Moses, today, would have been hated by our society. Not because of who he was, but of who he represented. But see, Moses was maybe not as crazy as you and I think he is. Because I think Moses knew something, or at least understood something, that most Christians today don't. And it's found in verses 25 and 26. Notice verse 25. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. You say, Moses, you're crazy. Moses, you're in a cult. Moses, you're going to go to church again. You're going to do what? You're going to knock on somebody's door. You're going you're gonna to not take that job because it messes with your church. You're going to not take that job because they're asking you to sell alcohol. You're going to not go there because you don't go uh, you know to places with women alone. You're, you're, you're doing what? Don't you understand? You're crazy, Moses. But here's the thing. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. But notice this, okay? Here's the key. Then to enjoy the pleasures of sin. Now look, no one's saying that there's not pleasure in sin. There's definitely pleasure in sin. But Moses understood this. There's pleasure in sin sin for a season. You know what Moses understood? I can live it up in Egypt, but it's just going to last a short amount of time. Because the Bible says our lives are but a vapor, they appear for a little time, and then vanish away. And Moses understood this. He said, if I suffer in this world, it will just be for a season. See, you get high, but it wears off. You can look at the pornography, but after a while, it wears off. You can can do the things of this world and you get drunk, but then you're going to have to get drunk again. Because there's pleasure in sin, yeah, for a season. And Moses understood this. Now notice verse 26. I love verse 26, but there's a lot of kind of difficult verses, at least for me. Difficult words, I mean. Verse 26, look what he says. Esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches, than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward say, what does that mean? Notice the word esteeming. It means to consider or think. Moses considered, and Moses thought about the fact that the reproach, we talked about the word reproach, it means to disapprove or disappoint. The reproach of Christ. So, the reproach that he would get by identifying himself with Christ. The fact that everybody in Egypt would look at him and say, We disapprove of you, Moses. We are uh, disappointed with you, Moses. We thought you were, we used to think you were cool, Moses. Now you're a fuddy duddy. Now you're a, you know, Bible thumper. Now you're a prune, Moses. They said, We, we used to, you used to be alive life of a party, Moses, but ever since you got all religious on us. Moses considered or thought, esteemed that reproach that he would have because of his identity of Christ. He esteemed that, notice, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. He said, he considered the things that I had, the fun I could have, the the pleasure I could have in Egypt. And he said, the reproach is a greater, uh, there's greater riches and treasures in that than there are in Egypt. Here's why. means deep admiration. He had deep admiration notice this unto the recompense that's the key word right there, recompense do you see how the last part of the word says, compense the word re means to do again it comes from the word compensate or to make up you say, why did Moses sell out as much as he did? because he understood this there's pleasure in sin for a season. And he esteemed the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the compensation that he was going to get of the reward. Go to Mark chapter ten. Mark chapter ten. We've seen this verse before, but I want you to see it again. You say like, the compensation? The recompense? The making up? What are you talking about? Mark chapter ten. Look at verse 28. We'll look at this verses. What we we'll be done you can have some cake. Okay. Mark chapter 10 verse 28 then Peter began to say unto him lo we've looked at these verses recently but I just want you to see them again if you remember the story the rich young ruler just came to Christ he asked Jesus a dumb question and Jesus answered him in a kind of a smart aleck way if you study the text there and he walks Jesus pretty much tells him you got to give up everything you have and he walks away because he had many riches and the rich young ruler walked away from Jesus because he had too many things of this world. He loved the things of this world so much he wasn't willing to follow Christ. And this gets Peter, good old Peter, is always thinking, you know. And he starts thinking, you know, this guy was not willing to follow Christ because he was not willing to give up the things of this world. So then he asks a question in verse 28, then Peter began to say unto him, lo, we have left off. He said, we're not like this rich young ruler. He wasn't willing to follow you because he wasn't willing to give up his goods. But we have left all and followed thee. Here's what he's saying. I've made a great sacrifice. I've suffered a lot. I'm like Moses. I left the world and I left my business and I left everything that this world had to offer. And I'm following you, Christ. Notice what he says. We have left all and followed thee. And Jesus says in verse 29, and Jesus answered and said, Verily, I say unto you, there is no man that has left house or brethren or sisters or father wife, or children, or land. For my sake in the gospel, notice verse 30, but he shall receive a recompense. You're going to get compensated, notice, in hundredfold. Now in this time, houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, lands, with persecutions, and in the world to come, eternal life. See, you got to get this idea out of here. You're not giving up anything for Christ. Because the recompense, the compensation, what he's going to pay you for what you've left in this world. See, he understood, Egypt is a season. Egypt is a moment. It'll be fun, there will be pleasure, but it's only going to last, what, 60 years, 70 years, 80 years, 120 years? He said, but the reward that I'll get in heaven, the recompense of the reward, the compensation that I will get for the suffering of this world, he said, it's a hundredfold. He said, it's worth way more. You say, why is it that every once in a while, just every once in a while, You'll meet a Christian. And you'll say, that guy went off the deep end. That girl went off the deep end. She thinks the pastor's serious. He thinks, that the, the, he thinks the Bible thing. Don't they know? None of us really read the Bible. None of us really witness her guys. It's just a big game. It's just a joke. It's just We're just playing church. It just makes us feel better. Every once in a while, somebody's naive enough to actually fall for it. But see, really, I think the joke's on us. Because they understand... That the pleasures of this world are for a season. And the things that I give up, the recompense of the reward is worth the suffering. It's worth the affliction. It's worth the sacrifice. So I guess the question I have for you is this. you ever met a Moses? I've met a few. They're fine. But wouldn't it be cool if you were a Moses? Just thought. Let's fire and have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you. Thank you for our church. And Lord, thank you for Moses. I don't know that we would ever have the opportunity to give up in our lives as much as Moses gave up in his. But I guess that's why we're still talking about him hundreds, thousands of years later. Lord, I pray that you would raise up some Moseses. Father, I pray you'd help me to be a Moses. This world has pleasures. But help us to get the right perspective. They're just for a season. They don't last very long. Only one life so soon shall pass. Only what's done for Christ shall last. Help us to remember that. Help us to, by faith, choose to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Father, we love you. Pray you bless us. Pray you bless the fellowship to come. Lord, I pray you'd help us to to get on fire for you. To stop playing games and get serious about the things of God. And stop just thinking, oh, it's just for those zealous people. No, it's for all of us. We love you, Lord, in your precious name I pray.